As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is Nurse Mo, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. This is episode 48, and today we're talking about pharmacology. The focus today, Gia Preza, also known as angiotensin 2. So if you remember from your physiology class, there's this whole system called the RAS system, R-A-A-S, and I'm going to go through a brief overview with that right now because to be honest, whenever someone mentions the RAS system, I always have to review it myself. So to begin, first we have angiotensin, which activates renin, which in turn converts angiotensin into angiotensin 1. Then you have your angiotensin converting enzyme, which converts angiotensin 1 into angiotensin 2 which stimulates vasoconstriction to regulate and the desired effect for us with the use of this drug to increase blood pressure. So that might give you a little bit of a clue as to why we use Giapreza in the first place. Basically, this is a pretty new drug out on the market and it is used in adults with septic shock or other forms of distributive shock to increase mean arterial pressure. And I have to say, I've used it once on a patient, and it was absolutely incredible. So if you need a review of shock, you might want to take a little pause, go to the Straight A Nursing website, and use the search function, and just type in the word shock, and you should get a post titled Basics of Shock. And that will take you through all the different kinds of shock. And if you just want me to tell you real quickly, septic shock is a form of distributive shock. It has to do with massive vasodilation and impaired distribution of blood flow throughout the body. Another example is anaphylaxis. But for the most part, the septic shock is the reason that we are using Gia Preza in the medical intensive care unit. So the goal of Giapreza is to get that RAS system activated to increase mean arterial pressure, and then hopefully if the patient is on other vasopressors, we can reduce them down. So this all came to my attention uh, several weeks back. I was taking care of a patient who took a very sharp downturn, went into septic shock, it was very sudden, very unexpected, and immediately had to be placed on vasopressors. So we started out on levofed. That's typically how we start, depending on if the patient is fluid responsive or not, and that's a whole other conversation. But we started this patient on levofed and quickly maxed him out on levofed. And when we say a patient is maxed out on a presser, it really means we're giving the max dose or the max dose that the physician deems safe for that patient. So this patient was maxed out on levofed. 
typically when you get to about 8, 10, 12 of levofed and you're really not meeting your MAP targets, your mean arterial pressure targets, or you feel like the trend is heading in the wrong direction and that you're pretty much just going to have to be amping up the levofed, you'll add a second vasopressor. And typically what our physician team does is they add vasopressin. So this poor gentleman was getting maxed out on levofed. It was up to 30, which is the max dose that we typically use. You might hear some people say, quote, there's no max dose. I'm telling you the max dose that we're comfortable using in my facility. So 30 micrograms levofed was maxed. Vasopressin was added. And at that point, it was the end of my shift and I went home. When I came back the next day, this gentleman was also on neosinephrine. And when I got there, I started epinephrine on top of that. So before the Giapresa even came into the picture, this gentleman was on levofed, neosinephrine, epinephrine, and vasopressin. So if you have a patient who's on four pressors, your patient is incredibly, incredibly sick. So the doc came in. It was his first day with a patient. My second, second or third day, I can't remember second or third day with the patient, and he did a quick assessment. I told him the things that were going on and my concerns, and he immediately said, let's start Gia Preza. So Gia Preza is basically angiotensin 2. It's going to activate that system, which causes that vasoconstriction and regulates blood pressure. And of course, in a case of septic shock, You want to go beyond just regulating blood pressure. You want to increase blood pressure. So if you go to the Giapresa website, and it's spelled G-I-A, P as in Paul, R-E-Z as in zebra, A, Giapresa, they have a really great website, very user-friendly, and you can get a lot of great information from there. I found it really interesting to learn about how quickly patients can respond to Giapresa. So the goal, according to the studies that were done on this medication, were to get patients to a MAP of greater than 75 or increase their baseline MAP by 10 or more within three hours. So about 70% of patients showed responsiveness to get to that goal, and they showed that responsiveness to the medication pretty quickly within five minutes. So when you have a drug like this, where people can respond very quickly, you're going to be titrating that drug. You're going to be titrating it up and down based on their physiologic response. So because Giapresa, very new in my facility, we didn't even have it programmed into our Laris pumps yet. And here's the other really interesting thing about Giapresa. It is measured in not milligrams, not micrograms, but nanograms. So 1,000 nanograms is one microgram. 1,000 micrograms is one milligram. So that gives you an idea of how tiny these increments are. So not programmed in our pumps at that time. It is now because it is something that we're going to continue to use. So when we order it, the ICU pharmacist, we have a dedicated pharmacist for the intensive care unit, comes up with the medication 
and you initiate the infusion with the pharmacist at your side and hopefully the MD very close by. And the reason for that, for us, it was a safety issue. The nurses aren't really familiar with the medication yet. We're using a whole new unit of measurement that we don't have any other drugs in nanograms. And our pumps weren't set up for it, so it had to be programmed into the pump at the bedside. So I have my critical care ICU pharmacist with me, and we start the infusion. Now, Giapreza has a very short half-life of less than a minute. And if you go to the Giapreza website and read about it, you're going to see that the standard starting dose for this drug is 20 nanograms per kilogram per minute. However, when my ICU pharmacist friend came up to start this infusion with me, she told me that we were going to be much more conservative with our initiation of Giapreza because some studies and her evaluation of patients have shown that some patients are incredibly sensitive to this drug. And what can happen if someone is really, really sensitive to it is that you start the infusion and then their blood pressure goes way too high. She says that it can go up to over 220 and it goes up really fast, which can be very dangerous for your patient. So because it has a very short half-life, our plan was to watch the blood pressure very closely. Unfortunately, the patient did not have an arterial line because we weren't able to even get one on this patient. But we watched the blood pressure very closely, and the plan was if his blood pressure looks like it's shooting up into that danger zone, we're going to stop the infusion. And because the half-life is so short, the hypertension that occurs should be very transient and resolve pretty quickly. So in that first five minutes, we're going to start the infusion very slow, much lower than the standard starting range of 20 nanograms per kilogram per minute. We actually started it at 2 nanograms per kilogram per minute, and every five minutes titrated up by 2.5 nanograms. Now the standard, if you go to the Giapreza website, will have you starting at 20 and titrating at 15 every five minutes. But we went way more conservative and took our time to make sure that we didn't cause any hypertension, especially since the patient was already on so many other medications to bump up his blood pressure. So I will say that by the end of the day, I had titrated the Giapreza up and was almost completely off the Levofed and working my way towards it. And the next day, he was completely off all other vasopressors and just on the Giapreza. So it really is a really incredible drug. It's really interesting. I invite you to go to the Giapreza website and check it out and ask about it in your advanced med surge class or if you are doing any clinicals in the intensive care unit or preceptorship in the intensive care unit. So let me talk to you a little bit about the side effects that you're going to watch for and the big risks with this drug. We already talked about the hypertension due to people being very sensitive to it, but there's also a very huge risk for thrombotic events, especially deep vein thrombosis. So anybody that is on Giapreza absolutely needs to be on an anticoagulant unless for some reason it's contraindicated. Of course, your pharmacist and your MD would be the ones to clarify that, but definitely have that be something that you're thinking about if your patient is started on Giapreza. You're also going to watch for thrombocytopenia, tachycardias, delirium and acidosis have occurred, 
hyperglycemia, and peripheral ischemia. Probably a whole lot more. Those are the ones that really stood out to me when I was looking on the Giapreza website. And another thing that I want you to be aware of is that if your patient is on an ACE inhibitor or an angiotensin receptor blocker, this is going to alter their responsiveness to the medication. So if they're on an ACE inhibitor, then this could actually increase their response to the medication. And if they're on an angiotensin receptor blocker or an ARB, it may reduce their responsiveness to the drug. So more things to think about with that as well. So that is your short and sweet introduction to a drug that I'm really excited about that you can probably expect to see used more and more in septic shock and other distributive shocks. And if you happen to see it in your clinical rotations or talk about it in your advanced med surge class, I'd love it if you'd go to the website at straightynursingstudent.com and leave a comment and let other people know what your experience has been and what you've learned about it. And with that, I just want to give you guys a brief update on all the exciting things that are happening over here at Straight A Nursing. I am restarting or resuming my master's program. So a few years ago, I started, I had to take a step back because I wasn't well. And I am popping back into it this semester, this fall 2018. And today is the first day of school. So if you've read my book, you know I am way into being organized, and I absolutely think that good organization is about 50% of your nursing school success, and that does not stop with your undergraduate. It absolutely can carry over to your graduate school education. So I made my syllabus for each class. I color-coded them. I made my master schedule. I've got my binders together. I am ready to go. And we just got the straight A nursing student planners off to the printer. And all of you that gave me feedback and gave me your wish list for what you wanted it to be and evolve into, I took all of your suggestions, thought about what we could incorporate on this round, and it is going to be amazing. I can't wait for you to see it. And other than that, we're just rocking and rolling over here. We're going to be revamping the website at some point, probably maybe over the next few months. It really depends on how school affects my schedule. But you should still be seeing a blog post up and a podcast post up. One one week, podcast one week, blog the next, etc., etc., so that you get all kinds of great learning to go along with your nursing school education. And if you check back in in a couple of weeks, our next podcast will be about the other side of the blood pressure issue. We'll be talking about antihypertensive medications, and I really hope that helps you in your pharmacology class, especially for those of you in first semester who are really feeling maybe a little bit overwhelmed. So that is all I have for you today. Take care, everyone, and I will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. This podcast is brought to you by StraightANursingStudent.com. Copyright Mo Media. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. 
Sleepco features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long.